You're listening to the Bringing Life to Work podcast by Habanero. I'm your host, Brian Edwards. In each of our podcasts, we focus on unlocking the hidden people potential within organizations by creating employee experiences that matter. Customer experience, or CX as practitioners call it, was the first to arrive on the scene and provided a new way for organizations to view their customer interaction. It would take a few years for the tools and techniques in this practice to evolve and be leveraged to shape the employee experience within organizations. Innovative and forward-thinking companies are now seeing the overlap between these two practices. That customer and employee experiences are symbiotic and naturally connected. In this podcast episode, Habanero consultant Mallory O'Connor discusses these two overlaps and explores how organizations can take a better-together approach with shaping both their customer and employee experiences. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining me today in this discussion about how your organization can accelerate success by aligning customer and employee experience. So my name is Mallory O'Connor, and I'm the practice lead for our culture and transformation work here at Habanero. I think the easiest way to think about Habanero for those who aren't familiar with us is that we are focused on helping companies become better places to work. We bring intentional people-focused culture insights to what we are finding are increasingly important organizational transformations, and we marry those insights with technology know-how to create these sustainable, well-used experiences in the digital workplace. Ultimately, we help align organizations around important change and new ways of working. I've recently been speaking with lots of groups of senior leaders about the intersection of employee and customer experience and how deepening the alignment between the two of them can help accelerate their organization's success. And during those conversations, it's pretty clear that every leader in the room gets it intellectually. Connecting EX and CX is important. The challenge that I've been hearing is how. So how do organizations create that alignment, shift thinking within their teams, orient their priorities to efforts that connect these two perspectives and their mutual impact on business? So today's session is a culmination of the insights that we've come to from these conversations, our partnerships and project and coaching work that we've been doing in the space of employee and customer experience. And I'd like to start by sharing our belief that intentionally aligning your CX and your EX will accelerate your organization's success. And we think that this alignment is pretty critical because the connection between the two can help you and your employees connect to and really deliver on your organization's purpose. It can also help your organizational performance in all the ways that matter to you, your board, your employees, your customers, ultimately every single one of your stakeholders. And finally, having an orientation to CX and EX together will position you and your organization and your leaders with the agility that's necessary to meet all the demands of the constantly changing landscape of the workplace and the marketplace. So it's pretty clear we're not the only ones who think about this. This is a recent quote from Harvard Business Review that gets to the heart of the matter. When CX and EX are managed together, they create this sort of a superpower around sustainable competitive advantage. And so in today's session, we'll spend time covering ground about the topics of customer and employee experience. And then I'm going to share some insights from a recent global case study. And then finally, I'll give you some sustainable and actionable next steps for you to drive for more EX and CX alignment inside your organization. So first, let's start with our perspectives on customer experience. 
Customer experience, or CX, has been around for decades. It has evolved from the early days where it was synonymous with reactive customer engagement. Things like call centers and follow-up satisfaction surveys and general customer feedback. It then became recognized as a differentiator. In the early to mid-2000s, it really gained traction because organizations were able to tie CX to business outcomes. So when you add things like the gains of the past several years with machine learning and insights from personalization, we now have some really powerful ways to demonstrate impact on your business by improving customer experience. What's awesome about these recent developments is that I think we've come to a shared understanding of what customer experience is. And we've realized that by thinking about the customer journey through a design lens, through tools like design thinking and journey mapping, we can create better end-to-end experiences. And this, in turn, has led to organizations raising the overall waterline to the point where customer experience is now a critical part of most businesses. In fact, most, if not all, of the organizations we partner with that have public-facing products or services, they have established CX teams or functions. We can all relate to what CX is because we are all customers in our daily lives, and we pretty intuitively know what it feels like to have a great experience. Here's some pretty classic examples for outstanding customer experience. They're all around us in everything we do. We're probably all familiar with these icons. You know, Disney has been long known for its exemplary CX. We've heard about employees going out of their way so that you don't mind paying this premium for your vacation in exchange for seamless experiences. And now they've you know, brought in lots of technology that plays a huge role in making that experience even smoother with advancements like their magic band to manage lines and restaurants and all that sort of thing. Starbucks, love them or not, have also created ways for us to engage the way we want to, whether that's through their easy mobile app and you can opt out of not interacting with a single soul, or you can have these super long and really meaningful conversations about the merits of pour over coffees with the coffee obsessed barista at your you know, favorite reserve store. You get to choose ultimately. And Apple, well, we're all familiar with how Apple helped to define customer experience as a category, really by transforming the experiences that we had with their deeply knowledgeable staff. The fact that you could purchase anywhere on the floor, and they had introduced this idea of the genius bar and education. So what made these really great experiences? I think this is a really great definition. Foresters defined CX in a really straightforward way. It connects well with the central tenet, I think, of experience, which is perception. It's all about how a customer feels when they interact with your organization. And why is that important? Well, I think there's some science behind this, and it's not just me who thinks it. It's based on the neurological research put forward by Dr. Paul McLean in his triune brain theory. And I promise this will be the only brain slide of the day. What it gets to, though, is to communicate that if you want the greatest amount of engagement from an audience, you'll need to hit on all three centers of the brain. So the neocortex, where you're ruled by logic and process and tools and systems. The limbic brain, where you've got emotional responses to moments resulting in feelings. And the reptilian brain, which is really gut reactions that are stimulated by danger and fear and joy and comfort. If you can draw in all three, you will ensure way more understanding of and attachment to the concept that you're trying and resulting behavior change you're seeking. So that could be buying a product, creating a great onboarding experience, and so on. So it's 
also true that the perception that we talked about has a measurable value. You can experience great results. Um, and here's just a bit of the numbers around that. So from a revenue growth perspective, uh, Forrester states that customer experience leaders achieved compound average revenue growth of 17% over five years. And the laggards and that's, uh, achieved only 3% growth during that same period. So what that shows is that CX leaders grow revenue faster than CX laggards. Uh, Bain and Company's research showed that customer experience leaders grow revenue 4 to 8% above their market. And they attribute that to customer loyalty. So they stick around, they buy more, and they recommend it to friends. McKinsey states, shareholder return is significantly impacted by CX. Four times higher total return to shareholders over 10 years when comparing companies with above and below average customer satisfaction. And Qualtrics states that there's a 21-point difference in net promoter score between consumers who've had a very good experience with a company and those who've had a very poor experience. And they also follow that up with a correlation uh, between good customer experience and repurchasing behavior. So that's loyalty. And this is very high at 0.82. So there's lots of proof for the impact of good customer experience on business. So some considerations for you as you're thinking about the role of customer experience in your organization, does it exist as a priority from the top? And if not, why not? And if it does, what are you and your team doing? Are you accountable to deliver results like the ones I just shared on the last slide? If you are delivering results like that, are you challenging yourself and your organization and your team to look for opportunities to improve on those outcomes, those CX outcomes, by improving on the employee experience? So this leads us right into the realm of getting to know employee experience. So while customer experience has been around for decades, employee experience is really just getting a foothold in organizations. It's really less clear about what it's made of it's less common to hear that there's a practice or a team dedicated to employee experience. And we're only just starting to see executive roles in employee experience. But interestingly, they're rarely at the same level as their cousins in customer experience. And that's partially because the concept around employee experience is less clear in how its value is expressed to the business. It's harder to measure. So that leads to the question then, what is employee experience? And this is some pretty awesome advice that I got from my grade six teacher. If it's hard to describe what something is, start with what it isn't. So good employee experience certainly doesn't come down to foosball or beer in the kitchen or catered lunches. And as much as we love our colleagues, puppy Paco, in our office in Toronto, it's not about having dogs in the office. Uh, employee experience is about so much more than these fun and surface level perks HR processes and procedures. And here's a definition that we really quite like from Maylet and Ride. The employee experience is the sum of perceptions employees have about their interactions with the organization in which they work. And what I like about this definition is it doesn't go on to name a whole bunch of HR kind of things like training or compensation, performance management, which are important and they do actually impact the employee experience, but they're kind of one level down in detail. What I like about this is what we call the altitude of this definition, that the EX is the sum of these perceptions during the course of their employee journey. And these interactions can be micro interactions or the big moments that matter. So I'm gonna take you on a little detour to go deeper into what the employee journey looks like. 
For the past 23 years, we've been doing experience design. And during that time, we've had the chance to gain some really unique perspective about what EX is. And we're in the process of developing a couple of tools that help organizations understand the employee experience at their organization. So this is kind of hot off the press. There's still, we're working on it. There's still some evolution, but we wanted to share how we think about it even if we don't quite have a name or a fancy acronym for it yet. So the Habanero Employee Experience Framework, as it's known for now, is made up of two components. One is employee mindsets, which I think will end up being a webinar of its own, but they're a way for us to develop and maintain a more empathetic perspective on how an employee is showing up at work. And the second part of the framework is what I'll introduce to you today, and that's the employee journey. So employee experience is made up of one or multiple journeys. In the timeline along the bottom axis, you'll see everything that you know starts from a person's arrival in a job or in a role, learning the ropes, gaining competence and confidence in their role, and then getting to the point of what's next. And that could be uh, within another role or at another organization. And the dimensions of employee experience along the left axis, they can vary from workplace to workplace, but in its details, but broadly, we found that these three dimensions are relevant to most organizations. There's the mastery of craft, so that's tapping into people's needs to see career development and to see that they, in fact, are improving and growing and moving towards mastery. And, you know, they would, that would be encompassing feedback and understanding where their growth path is and what might get in the way of that. Then there's understanding of their organization, and this is about understanding your company strategies, goals, uh, your leaders and processes and tools, but it's also about feeling and seeing the important values of the organization and alignment with the purpose of the company and being able to have that reinforced in the culture around them. And the final dimension is community. So even if someone works at a two-person company, their employee experience is about the interactions they have with the people or person they work with. A successful employee journey includes the health of someone's social network, since that's where they turn to for information, for support, for some challenge, and, and also some fun. Interactions are experiences along the journey, expressed as highs and lows, as well as the micro-interactions and moments in between. And they're influenced by a lot of things around them, who you interact with, what you interact with from processes and tools, the environment that you're in, and the culture that's made up of the sort of behaviors and beliefs of the people around you. So when you look on this employee journey, each of these moments that people experience is an opportunity to impact an employee's experience. We use human-centered design techniques like storytelling workshops and observation and interviews together with insights from data so that we can identify what's working and what's not and how we might want to move forward. And I'll touch on a few more details about that in our upcoming case study. But overall, this is how we look at the employee journey and the opportunity to influence it and change it. So let's come back to why employee experience matters so very much inside organizations. We've seen that companies that invest in employee experience can experience great results themselves. So related to financial stability and growth, businesses with highly engaged employees saw a 19% increase in earnings per share, and those with the least engaged employees saw a 33% decrease in earnings per share. And with regard to operational efficiency and effectiveness, Gallup says that companies saw a 51% drop in absenteeism, a 64% drop in safety incidents, 
and a 29% increase in quality for organizations that are investing in their EX. And the final point here about the 87%, that drives to some of the integration points between EX and CX. That 87% of customers' affinity towards Starbucks is driven by knowing how they treat their employees. But it's important to understand that employee experience isn't just customer experience applied to employees. It's super easy to jump to this conclusion. They share a lot of similarities in how we gain insight into their behavior through user research and data, but there's a nuance to the culture and organizational change necessary in employee experience to really appreciate its complexity. So this is a metaphor that we think helps leaders and everyone really appreciate why employee experience and culture is complex and why it matters so much. A really great employee experience seeks to understand what's above the surface and what's below the surface um, in an iceberg. So if you look at this idea of visible artifacts above the surface, these are the things that are super readily observable but maybe hard to understand. It's really what employees see and hear in a culture. Uh, the espoused ideas are the stated ideas, things like purpose and values and other concepts that leadership promotes that are may resonate with employees or they may not, um, depending on their lived experiences at work. And below the surface, we have this combination of behaviors and beliefs. Behaviors flow from beliefs and guide how people act. So we see that together, those aspects of the below the surface elements are really the essence of culture and what we must understand in order to create meaningful change in the employee experience. And you don't get those insights to confidently know how to make those changes without deeply engaging employees and understanding how their beliefs impact their behaviors, where that dissonance exists, where is it resonant, how can it be amplified, and what supports people need to shift their beliefs and behaviors. So let's turn to a case study that I think can bring some of these EXCX ideas and elements to life. So I'd like to introduce you to BRP. They're a global leader in the design, development, manufacturing, and distribution of power sports vehicles. You can see a ski-doo here. From its inception as Bombardier in 1937 to its emergence as Bombardier Recreational Products in 2003, this publicly traded organization has been known for creating incredibly innovative products and experiences. Uh, and they're distributed in over 100 countries. So BRP approached us to help them with their global employee experience program. It was triggered by a refreshed purpose and values and a reimagining of the employee experience to better align with their truly renowned and borderline fanatical customer experience and a recognition that they couldn't sustain this great customer experience without a similarly outstanding employee experience. So they wanted to shift um, their already high-functioning organization from this good to great idea, recognizing that what got them to this point in their success wouldn't necessarily scale to help them meet their future goals. So the project involved surfacing authentic, deep insights based on organization-wide employee storytelling and across a distributed and quite varied workforce. So ultimately, we collaborated with BRP to surface and prioritize key initiatives and helped them develop an operational model for their net new global employee experience program. 
Our research was extensive and it involved many different aspects of the employee experience to ensure representation across the entire BRP employee landscape. We used mixed methods of in-person and remotely facilitated interviews and workshops to meet with office and manufacturing employees, layering in a representation by role, generation, tenure, and location. Adding in the complexity of facilitating in five languages across 12 countries made for an exciting research project, for sure. One of the key highlights that allowed us to surface the insights from our research was our collaborative method of analyzing the data together with our partners at BRP. Collaborating with our project team, we were able to leverage the grounded theory method to analyze the data and gain insight into the patterns and themes impacting their employee experience, both globally and regionally. We were able to surface what was working so that we could turn up the dial and scale across the organization and highlight what needed attention in the short and long term. It was super important for BRP to design the new employee experience with its people for its people. So we helped facilitate a global hackathon based on the themes arising from the research, inviting non-management employees from around the world to develop innovative ideas for the EX roadmap. And ultimately, we co-created not just a roadmap of initiatives intended to impact overarching employee experience drivers, but also help to create alignment within the organization. Key outcomes for BRP included the fact that employee experience uh, was elevated to be one of the four pillars of their mission 2025 vision, alongside its partner, CX, and other critical directives for the organization. This was truly a sign of them living the brand inside and out. They developed a new capability for their EX team and their council partners worldwide. A new mindset within the organization really around this alignment of EX and CX. They were able to create a future vision for their employee experience, knowing confidently which initiatives would most influence their key drivers and help them move towards their purpose. And finally, they were able to identify for them brand new employee experience KPIs so that they could measure not only the program impact, but also individual initiatives. So let's talk about how to get to this place of alignment within your organization. Vision Critical said that companies that don't have employee engagement at the top of their priority list will have a hard time pushing the CX agenda forward. They're deeply related. And the Temkin Group talked about how companies that excel at customer experience have 1.5 times as many engaged employees as do customer experience laggards. This is significant. Investing in customer experience and employee experience is the best way to bring your purpose to life, create meaningful impact and business performance. So now let's talk a little bit about how you can bring some ideas about driving EX and CX alignment to life in your workplace. The first, I think, is starting with purpose. Purpose is the ultimate compass in creating the best experiences for your customers and your employees. As leaders in your organization or as influencers in your organization, you need to insist that experiences intentionally connect bringing your purpose to life. If your purpose doesn't provide you with the North Star you need to make confident EX and CX decisions, I totally suggest taking the time to clarify your purpose and then use it as that guide to everything that your teams do, both internally for your employees and externally for your customers. Number two, elevate customer experience and employee experience to the highest level in your organization. There is absolutely no better way to signal how important EX and CX are to your company than creating a new accountability and the funding that will drive them. 
Sometimes this comes in the form of a new role. Think about the um, emerging role of the chief experience officer, or sometimes we see an EVP of customer and employee experience combined. Those roles bring together a really holistic perspective across the EX and CX domains. But, you know, if your organization isn't quite ready for that, and that's too big of a leap, a really solid interim step is bringing existing accountabilities for customer and employee experience together around a new cross-functional mandate and accountability that jointly reports up to the executive. So the role of this team or committee is to speak to how the organization is creating these intentional, integrated, and mutually beneficial experiences across the EX and CX landscape. Three, push for dual impact metrics. Well, results matter, and of course, they're different in every organization, but as a leader or an influencer, you need to challenge your organization to find new metrics that can demonstrate the impact of initiatives on both CX and EX. I think this is a new definition, and I think dual impact is this. Dual impact metrics surface the interaction between changes to employee experience perceptions on customer experience perceptions and vice versa. EX and CX measures are often looked at in isolation, so there's a huge opportunity to develop dual impact metrics that look at the interaction between them. What levers can you adjust in customer experience that we know can be tied to impacting the employee experience and vice versa? It can be very, very powerful. I don't see any standards yet for these dual impact measures, so it's an opportunity to define them um, and the results that matter to your organization and then start measuring. Being able to surface these results will provide insight into your organization's return on experience, which is kind of a really interesting concept that I see emerging from our focus on connecting EX and CX. So start doing some thinking about what that experience return could look like for you. And fourth, encourage and support experimentation and learning from unexpected outcomes. Bringing EX and CX together is still a relatively greenfield space. So in this stage of maturity, I think leaders need to encourage teams that it's okay to experiment and to understand which levers of EX and CX result in changes to your business. There's no blueprint for this work, so you need to lean into just learning by doing and that experimentation is okay, and learning from unexpected outcomes is actually super valuable. We can't accomplish these kinds of insights and the agility that comes from these new cycles of learning in an environment that demands perfection. So experimental. And five, leverage other organizational priorities. So bringing EXCX focus to existing initiatives can help move the experience agenda forward, even if your organization isn't quite at the point of ready, being ready to install a chief experience officer or create a, a new team. You don't have to give up on making progress towards this alignment. I'd recommend looking for opportunities to leverage existing challenges in your organization to insert a focus uh, on the experience agenda. So if you're like most of our clients, you probably have some pretty beefy opportunities or priorities where you can make progress, such as executing a digital or agile transformation, supporting organizational growth, improving diversity and inclusion, engagement, attraction, retention. There's many, many things that you can do where you can bring the voice of the experience for customers and employees to the table. And remember, as an employee experience design firm, we feel that experience is the differentiator that companies have been looking for. And we're excited about the opportunity that we see for organizations to align employee experience with customer experience. 
We've created and pulled together a bunch of resources for you, some tools and some articles and webinars, so that if you want to dig deeper into any of the topics that I've talked about already today, you're more than welcome to do so. And please don't hesitate to contact me if you'd like to discuss anything employee or customer experience related, or would like to explore what it would look like to have us help you discover what your customers, employees, and stakeholders experience today, and how you could improve and measure their interactions in the future. You can reach me at moconnor, that's M-O-C-O-N-N-O-R, at habaneroconsulting.com. We hope you've enjoyed this Bringing Life to Work podcast and that it helps spark a discussion in your company. We believe every organization can be exceptional, but only with an intentional focus on the employee experience. See you again soon.